0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Nurse's Corner. My name is Teresa McConnell. I'm one of your hosts and this is
1: Samantha Rambo.
0: Yes, and we have a a really interesting topic to talk to you guys about. Um, This is actually going to be a two-part episode because we're talking all about a very hot topic, which is gut health and how it impacts pretty much everything in our body. It's kind of crazy, right, Samantha, like the impact our gut has on our health.
1: Known as the second brain.
0: <laughs> yes. So we, we decided to split up this episode just so we can um, provide you guys with more information about this. So I think, um, you know, I'm just going to get right into it, Samantha. Right now, um, there's been a lot of research, a lot of talk, a lot of buzz about gut health. And um, I think we're really starting to um, kind of just see like the impact of our gut health on everything in our body. So I know it has an effect on our mental health, for sure. Joint health, immune system, um, so much. I, I can't even like list everything. And it's it's kind of crazy, right, Samantha? Definitely a
1: growing field.
0: Yeah, so um, let's talk about... Why we're having such an issue with it right now, Samantha, what is your take on that? So, um, you know, there's been research recently, but I'm, I'm curious, like, why is this coming up so much right now, though? Why are people having so many issues with their gut?
1: Yeah, sure. So just like um we were talking before we got started, Teresa, just a lot of everyday lifestyle and just the way we live. Um okay. the food we eat, what we're drinking, the medications okay. that we're using, um, the way babies are delivered nowadays, and just even the hygiene products and antibacterials that we use in our everyday soaps and cleaners are, they're definitely showing more and more of an impact. Um, I'll just cover antibiotics real quick, just because that's something that I see a lot of in the clinic. And probably the number one thing people request for me when they walk into an urgent care is give me some antibiotics and fix me. And what we're noticing is, you know, um, if it's a viral infection, it's not going to work, but even if it is a bacterial infection, most of the time bacterial infections sometimes can clear up on their own too, even once in a while. So sometimes it's good to wait a few days because when you do take that antibiotic, it's killing bad bacteria, but it's also killing good bacteria. Everything. Every, yeah. Everything. And this is everything. I mean, yeah. this is you mm-hmm. see women, they always are like, I'm having uh, every time I take an antibiotic, I get a yeast infection because all of a sudden they have all that bacteria that's kind of keeping the yeast back the yeast at bay. And then the yeast just kind of overflows. Um, big problem, especially in little kids, um, as their immune systems and their GI tract are still kind of developing and you're wiping out all that bacteria that could be really bad. And I actually read somewhere that it takes, Three to four months of solid probiotic use of a good quality probiotic in order to replace some of that good bacteria back into the gut after taking an antibiotic. So, I mean, you could imagine. Wow, that's insane. Huge, insane. So, you know, I see a lot of people with reoccurring urinary tract infections take antibiotics for acne. That's huge among teenagers. So, Um, You know, as an adult, you really start to wonder what kind of what we're going to see in the future, because I don't know if we've ever really had a huge, huge population that we've been able to study 50, 60, 70 years from now of chronic antibiotic use. So I'm always kind of wondering what, what we'll see
0: in regards to that. Yeah, that is such a good, that isn't a crazy point that you bring up because we usually think, oh, antibiotics are amazing. They do amazing things. When we get sick, we just take them and we're good to go after that. But I think we have um, come upon a point where we are relying on them too much. Now, I want to say before I get into all that, though, I'm talking more about unnecessary use. There's definitely um, have a certain of- things that exactly where it is necessary. And it's definitely saved lives. We cannot deny that as medical professionals. But I think um, we've come to a point where we're just relying on them too much and for every little thing. And some people think that they can even use them for like viral infections too. And we know that that's not the case. So I think it's really important as like practitioners um, to really understand the situation when we are prescribing antibiotics. So that's incredibly important. And also I think um, one thing that we should do also is to educate people that when you are on antibiotics, this is what can happen. This is what is happening actually. And this is the aftercare that you should implement after a certain course of antibiotics because most people they're not knowledgeable about it. They have no idea why they feel like crap after, they've taken a round of antibiotics, right? Right. So they they know like they're having some kind of GI issues, which is extremely common with antibiotic use, they have no idea what's going on and how to even address the issue. So I think for our doctors, our practitioners out there, it's so important just to do that patient education and be like, this is what they do. And there's a need for it in this situation. But this is how you can kind of not fix the issue, but kind of make it better, you know, so a lot of education is necessary when it comes to this.
1: And and you got to be careful, too, because I mean, you've worked in the hospital, antibiotics can wipe out your gut bacteria so bad that you you get other infections, like, yeah, perfect. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Don't say it. Yeah. I know. Right. I know. (laughs) providers like biggest nightmare.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) But like, you you do. You have to be you have to be careful because that is a very that's a deadly and that could in the right type of person that right. over and it can kill people. Um and just real quick before we move on from antibiotics is if you I do always recommend probiotics to all my patients if they're on an antibiotic for at least the, the three to four months following. Mm-hmm. However, when you take them, separate mm-hmm. them. don't take them together because they'll eat each other up, basically, they'll cancel each other out. So if you're going to take a probiotic with an antibiotic, just make sure that you're taking them at least four hours apart is what research says. So
0: little tidbit. Wow. Yeah. No, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, definitely useful information there for sure. Yeah. So um, definitely important to educate our patients about gut health when they're using antibiotics for sure. Um, what's another thing? Um, I think we did talk about this before getting on this episode. Um, is our, our, our hygiene. Isn't that crazy? So you'd think like, Hey, our hygiene practices are amazing. They've helped us like with longevity, all that stuff. But it has been shown to actually have a huge impact on our gut health yes. because we are known to want to wipe everything down, bleach everything, kind of go crazy with that, especially with COVID, right? We cannot deny, like, we are wiping everything down and using hand sanitizers like crazy, right? right. Um, but there is a downside to it, which is this is like a real dilemma, I think.
1: I think so too, because just like with anything, even like with diet and exercise, everything's good in moderation. Like you said, before the concept of handwashing about, I mean, people were dying, unnecessarily dying just because doctors were passing viruses on to one another. So things like handwashing, okay. But I always wonder, like you said, we do use bleach a lot. We hand sanitize kids. A lot. And sometimes Mm -hmm. after unnecessary events, like, I don't know, kids playing at the park or something. I I don't, they're okay. I get it. There might be germs and stuff, but I don't think you necessarily need to be wiping them down or hand sanitizing them after every little event. Like Mm -hmm. kids need some bacteria in there. They need to grow that immune system. And one thing I worry about again, is just the lack of coming into contact with certain things. Like it's kind of like if you touch something over and over again, like a viral surface and your body over time, it gets small. It's like a vaccine almost like you get small doses of it. Your body builds this immune response. Right. Makes me wonder if you're never coming into contact with certain bacteria, whether good or bad, how your body would really, um, respond to it as you got older and maybe your immune system's not working as well. So I I'm not a dirty person by any means. And I do wash my hands (laughs) like let's clarify. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Each and every patient, each and every room, but I'm not overly like bleaching my house down or I wasn't the one wiping off the grocery bag when they were delivered during COVID. Um, sometimes I feel like if you get, that might be a little extreme or wiping down, like to take out boxes. It's like, okay, if you're going to go that, then maybe you shouldn't, I'd be more worried about the people touching the food than actually the boxes. But I I do agree. There's, there's a fine balance. Like we got to allow, we got to live with, we got to live with bacteria and we have to learn how to, um, but yeah, I've seen, I've, I've seen parents adults go a little overboard. I mean, what would you, what are your thoughts on that? Now I'm sounding like I'm just a dirty person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I I I think this is (laughs) no. so um, I totally don't think you're dirty Smith, at all. (laughs) This is actually such a good topic that we're bringing up because it is really tricky with everything that's going on with COVID. And in the media, we're just hearing all the time, you got to wipe everything down. You got to use hand sanitizer like crazy to keep yourself safe and to keep the public safe too, right? Right. So this is what we're hearing constantly, kind of bombarded by the media about this without talking about what is the downside to using a crazy amount of bleach everywhere and its impact on our health. So I think... um, You made a really good point about we need to have that a good relationship with bacteria. I think you said it well when it comes to that. We need to learn how to live with bacteria, yes, that's the thing, you know, and have that moderation.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, because there were some, I mean, we all heard some crazy stuff going on during COVID drink this and you'll kill COVID, blah blah, you know, like okay. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. It's been insane. Mm -hmm. I'll show you a quick story. So I was um, working at a meat factory and doing some COVID testing and we had a patient come in. Now we had to, it was cold. So we were inside and they had to take down their mask for a few seconds. And as soon as the person left, the nurse took, bottle of oh gosh what was it like lysol or something whatever disinfectant and just started spraying the air and just was spraying it and I was like yeah oh my god what are you doing she's like well they had to I'm like no no you don't spray the air I mean you're gonna have to breathe you're gonna have to oh. that in and yeah. I I think um you know I've walked into a gym where it was the same thing and I've kind of wondered, is there going to be a little bit more lung issues? Because everything is spray, 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 spray. spray. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're breathing it in. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, I I told her I'd rather take my, I, maybe I shouldn't have said it, but I'm like, I'd rather take my chances with COVID than just spray, then inhale the amount of disinfectant you just sprayed into the air. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there was maybe some overboard um with it, but I don't think that's gonna go away now.
0: I, I No, I definitely don't. I don't see it going away at all for sure. <laughs> Especially with everything with COVID. So yeah. but um the thing is there's there's a lot of other things that we can do though. Um to really help with our gut health. And it's I really find that it's our our lifestyle that is affecting our gut health. So it's not just the antibiotics or the cleaners that we're using. It's our lifestyle, our modern day lifestyle that is putting a strain on it. And it, it can be um, our stress levels, which is like through the roof. Now, we're seeing that for sure. Um, our poor diet, lack of exercise, all those things have a huge impact on our gut health, you know, so how are we going to fix that? You know, it's, it's kind of insane, like change our lifestyle. You know what, I wanted to bring this up. This was so interesting to me when I was researching this topic um, a while back, is when we are prepping our food, when we are taking our time to just like chop everything up, spice things, prep things, it is actually starting the whole digest, digest, digestion process, right. And we don't really have that anymore, because our lifestyle is so fast paced, where we're not really prepping our foods like we used to in the past, we're just like, go, go, go. Um, I know, like, as a nurse, like, it's it's so hard, we're just like trying to get things like grab and go kind of thing. And so we are already impacting our digestion, our gut health, just from how busy we are, you know, so it's it's kind of crazy. Um, but I can see why so many people are having issues with their gut health now. So our our modern lifestyle, antibiotics, hygiene, all that stuff—it's we're I think we're taking a huge hit when it comes to this. So um there has been a correlation with. Uh, increase in allergies, autoimmune disorders, uh, mental health issues when our gut health is impacted. And I really want to bring up the mental health aspect because a lot of people don't know about this. And um, we did mention, I think before in another podcast that what is it between 70 80% of our serotonin level is actually produced in our gut. So when we are having these gut issues, Can you imagine like the impact that it has on our mental health? I think we're seeing this right now with people. Yeah. What do you think about that?
1: I agree. And I've actually read anywhere from 70 to 95% was I remember seeing that I was like, geez.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but you know, people forget too that serotonin is actually a precursor to melatonin. And we all know melatonin is that sleep or, or, you know, or sleep. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a huge, and then, um, what's always interesting, and we'll have to talk about this on another podcast, but real quick, you know, with the, you know, people are probably like, okay, well, what about allergies and autoimmune? It's really that leaky gut, um, that they're talking mm-hmm. about when you're, when you're, when you have leaky gut, oh. and food, yeah. Disorder, Leaving your GI tract and your body is building a immune response or a, an attack because they don't they don't they see it as foreign, so yeah, that are getting allergies and autoimmune disorders usually have some sort of leaky gut um, background and. I mean, I'll tell you right now, one of my best friends, she has a history of MS, which is an autoimmune disorder. And it was really, it was really bad when she was first diagnosed, but she wasn't eating well. She wasn't exercising. She was smoking. So a lot lot of um, gut destroying factors were going into her. And she completely changed her life around. And I mean, all of her scans since over the last gosh, since I've known her for like five, six years have been really good. She's been off some of her medications. She's had like no MS flare-ups. So, um, yeah, the gut, it, I mean, it can, can, I mean, not to say it's going to control, it's going to completely cure everything, but it's definitely, definitely something that people should look into if they're having health issues is how can I fix my gut first and foremost? How can I improve? Yeah. My-
0: yes. Especially if you're going to the doctor and they're finding nothing wrong with you, but you are having, for instance, like brain fog, insomnia, um, weight gain, all this stuff, and they can't really find a source. Maybe like take a look into your gut and see if like you have like some inflammation, something like that going on. Um, Joint health too. That's a, that's a big one with this. So yeah, all interesting stuff. Um, but I think we you mentioned that we are going to have another episode. And I think we kind of have to because this topic is so it's huge, mm-hmm. you know, we could take it like so many directions. So I think um, you guys, if you're interested in this topic, definitely stay tuned for the next couple of episodes, because we're going to also be talking about probiotics, too, which is you know, there's a lot of stuff about it in the media. But I think there's also a lot of confusion about that. So we're going to try and clarify some of those things, um, including like there's different strains, different classes of it. Um, So we can really get into that for you guys. So we'll be talking about probiotics and how you can improve your gut health, because I think we talked a a lot about um, what how our gut health is impacted by all these different factors, but let's talk about um, how we can really improve it. What do you think, Samantha? Oh,
1: sounds good. Love it. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, like I mentioned, if you guys are interested in this topic of gut health, stay tuned for the next couple of weeks, and we're gonna provide you guys, or at least try to provide you guys, with like some really good information about this interesting topic.
1: Yes. Or if you have anything to add or any questions, let us know. Because, like Teresa, definitely. Was saying, The gut, it's, it's a huge, it's a growing topic. You could talk for weeks on end about, you know, just gut health in general, but yeah, this is just a general overview to remind you guys that there's so much more to gut health than even just the food that you're eating. And there's a lot more that gut destroying, um, factors that can go into it in our everyday life. So
0: yeah, definitely for sure. So I think um, what I'm gonna do, I don't know if you want to do the same Samantha's maybe we can like include something in our social media where people have the opportunity to submit questions if they want about this topic. If they're interested, if they want us to go a certain direction with this, definitely don't hesitate to ask questions and we'll try our best to give you guys the info in the next couple, couple episodes. <laughs> so that's that's all we have for today, but definitely stay tuned.
1: See you. Bye.